0: We do have Chris Carino on the line, radio voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He's joining us now. Chris, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm I'm great. I was I was waiting for more of that uh, <laughs> ACC styling tips.
0: Oh, Chris, yeah, that that's not a conversation you know you or probably anybody else want to hear. But we do want to get your insight on some uh, on some NBA basketball. There's obviously been a lot with the team that you cover in the off season. Kevin Durant's back with the Nets. Kyrie Irving's back with the Nets. Ben Simmons, he's going to be in the fold this season. So what's your kind of outlook? What's the expectations you have for the Nets this season?
1: Well, we got to see them all last night uh, together in uniform on the court for the first time, which was exciting. It was exciting. And, uh, you know, nothing to see here. Everything is uh, everything's exactly the way it was with Ben Simmons in the fold now. And we'll see how it all <laughs> how it all works out but I think uh I think there's an excitement level I I certainly do I think there was some some rust early on last night but uh if they can defend at a high level they're going to be a very good team this year
2: two things one what do you think is going to be the defined role for Ben because I saw that last night they played him I actually had that game up during Monday Night Football on my computer, I saw that they played him a little bit at the 1. I saw that they played him a little bit at the 5. I've heard some comments from Steve Nash in terms of how they want to use him. But what, how do you think he is used uh, sort of moving forward in, in midway through the season as things are sort of solidified?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a little of all of that. I think um, he, he's primarily, though, I think going to be your, your half-court ball handler. I mean, I think he's... Um, the the ball is going to go through him. But the, Mm -hmm. but the thing that makes him such a great complimentary piece to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is that he doesn't want to hold onto it too long. I mean, he wants to, he wants to get it out, get it where it's got to go. I mean, we saw him making some over the shoulder passes, um, some no look passes. What I, what I loved was a, was a a pass that he had out of the post to the opposite wing for a three pointer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got that size and he's got that vision and you'll see him make those drop ball passes in transition. I mean, I think what's really going to make Ben Simmons valuable to the team this year is he's going to push the pace. You know, they're going to they they want to play a little faster and he's a guy that's going to be able to get it up and down the floor. And I, I know he'll play pick and roll. I mean, I think the the biggest recipient in this offense, and you saw it early on last night, is going to be Nick Claxton.
2: Absolutely.
1: I mean, you know, he's he's just going to get all these dump off passes for dunks. I mean how many times did he just if he cuts, he's gonna get dunks. And and I think what you saw with them last night as well is they and I and I think you'll see this. I think this was a tip. You know, something they tipped off last night is they'll bring they'll get Simmons out of the game early and then bring him back with the second unit guy. So bring him back with players like Patty Mills and if Joe Harris comes back in the game with him, we didn't see Seth Curry last night because he sat out. But, you know, um, I think you're going to start to see some of that. And he'll he'll just be the primary ball handler. I still think everything's going to kind of go through him. Um, and, I you know, they still got stuff to work out. I still thought that Kevin Durant didn't get the ball enough in the first quarter of the game, you know, you can't forget about Kevin Durant. You know, you've got to let him, you've got to play through him a little bit, but there's certainly so many options offensively. The, the big, the big question though, is, is going to be, again, they gave up 42 points in the first quarter last night. I know it's a preseason game, but this is the, this is the Sixers without James Harden, Joel Embiid, and you let them score 42 in the first quarter. So that to me is the biggest thing they have to work on. And if they can get that to just be, you know, it's like the thing with Ben Simmons, like they don't need Ben Simmons to be a thirty five percent three point shooter. They also don't need to be in the top five in the league defensively. Just be like average. Just be like middle of the pack defensively and they can they can win a championship.
2: What do you think is the main thing holding them back from being a middle of the road team? Because Ben Simmons is one of the best on ball defenders in the league. We saw that last night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think they've got a I think that's going to be... I'm not saying they can't be because potentially Ben Simmons was a runner-up for defensive player of the year one year. He's a two-time first-team all-defender. Kevin Durant can be a premier defender. He can be a good rim protector. Um, Nick Claxton has been an excellent defender. Um, It's going to be, can you... The the Sixers lit it up from three in the first quarter. And, and Sometimes that's a product of guys just getting hot. But a lot of times it's a factor of usually not closing out on shooters, not rotating to shooters. And I think sometimes the communication, when you get new faces and new guys coming together and playing on the defensive end, it takes some time. Like it takes some communication level and it's about effort. It's about intensity. Um, this is a team that's got depth and they've got scoring ability. So just give, lay it all out there on the defensive end of the floor. So do I think they have the potential of being a, a a decent defensive team, good enough defensive team. Absolutely, they absolutely do. And I just think sometimes, well, you tend, especially early on, you tend to look at, well, how do all these guys fit offensively? They'll figure it out offensively. It's how do they fit defensively? That's to me is the biggest thing. And I think they will. They they've got really talented, good defensive players. That if if they can come together, you know, even even a Kyrie Irving, he can be dazzling on the offensive end with his hands and he can be really good with his hands on the defensive end of the floor and start some of these transition opportunities so but i but i think the point being is that sometimes the last thing to come around is that defensive communication that that being together being on a string defensively and that's got to come around
0: chris you know tristan and i were high on the new orleans pelicans this season i know people like the Minnesota Timberwolves in the West, when you look at the Eastern Conference as a whole, who are some teams that you kind of see in like the Pelicans' Minnesota ilk with a high ceiling that maybe could contend this year in the Eastern Conference that aren't being talked about with the Bucks, the Nets, the Sixers, the Celtics of the world?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for anybody to kind of come out of nowhere and contend with those top teams that you mentioned. I mean, if you want to throw Miami in there, um, the young up-and-comers, I mean, I look at a team like Atlanta, who maybe overshot their expectation level a couple of years ago. Last year was probably more along where they kind of were I think you know going to the conference finals two years ago was a was kind of out of nowhere I think but I think now when you when you add Dejounte Murray to that team like that can be a really good team if you look at Charlotte I think I think Steve Clifford is an awesome coach and he's going back there for another stint with Charlotte and he's got a really good young team um, so they they were ready and that's why it's going to be such a gauntlet to get through the East. When you look at teams like that, I mean, there's no easy teams. I mean, I think the Knicks are going to be better. They're going to be challenging maybe for a playoff spot. Um, you look at what Chicago did last year and, and they should continue to climb. Although Alonzo Ball, I know is is having the knee issues, but uh, you know, then you really got good teams at the top. And when you look at Milwaukee, you look at Philadelphia, potentially the Nets, uh, we talked about Miami, you know, Toronto is another team that's always really Tough, right? I mean, so you're. We, I think I've already named more than eight teams. Yeah, you so
2: didn't, even be, it, hmm. it didn't even mention Cleveland.
1: Didn't even mention Cleveland. Oh my goodness, Tristan, Cleveland, right? I mean, what they've done, and now Donovan Mitchell there. I mean, they're a top. They're they're a contender to be in the top four in the Eastern Conference when you throw in what Evan Mobley did last year and Jared Allen. I mean, I can't. That that's a the East is going to be a, there's going to be a couple of really good teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah. In the Eastern Conference.
2: Yeah, that's a uh, it, it's definitely one of the deepest years we've seen in the East for sure. In terms of teams yeah. that are in the West that you think might take a step back, besides Utah, because we know that Utah is is has it blow has blown it up and in, in their rebuilding yeah. for, for Victor Wambanyama. Uh Who are some teams that you think and we should be keeping an eye on to maybe not not want to play their futures to win it all or come out of the West uh, just based uh, on all the things that have happened.
1: You want me to go negative first? I can't. It's hard for me to go negative. I got to, uh, but I I mean, I don't know what Phoenix's number is, but, you know, they've kind of been pushing and and contending the last couple of years and Chris Paul's not getting any younger. Um, I potentially think there just because they've played at a high level for for a few years now could they kind of get overtaken when you think of how much better the Clippers are going to be this year and you know you think the Lakers might be a little bit better although Anthony Davis keeps getting her um, you know Denver will be better because they'll get Jamal Murray back this year so so maybe the Suns might you know, again, I still think they'll be pretty good, but maybe those teams will kind of creep up on them and, and maybe get past them. Um, you know, a team like Dallas to me, uh, I know they're on the rise you know, with Luca, but Luke has always been one of those guys. That's a little, I don't want to say out of shape, but it, it, there's always a question about his fitness level. And, he can tend to get those calf strains and things like that, and I would, I'd be concerned if anything ever happened to him where he had to miss an extended period of time. Dallas would not be very good, and I think that they would probably, you know, could not handle that. And then they lose a, a glue guy like Jalen Brunson this year. So I, those are probably guys that I would, I would look at. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, like the world's going to be better, you know, could Memphis, I, I feel is a really good up and coming team, but potentially if there would be an injury, even though they play they played really well with John Morant out of the lineup, he tends to miss some games. Can they continue to be that yeah, good no when Jayden. John's out of the lineup? Yeah, so no yeah, J- Jaron
2: Jackson either for a while.
1: Yeah. It's another guy's always, out. he's he's always out of the lineup. So, but again, they, there are, there are other guys that play well, but I, I yeah, I, pretty, I think like Phoenix would be the team to me that that the the, the rest of the pack is going to catch up to them a little bit this year.
0: Chris, I'm looking at the net schedule. The first five games of the season, you're you're going to see some really good players in this league. You're going to see the Grizzlies and John Morant, Giannis and the Bucks, Ooh. Luca and Dallas, mm. and three of those guys are in the top seven right now as the betting favorites to win MVP. So I'm mm. interested. If you had to make a play, Luke is the favorite at plus four hundred. Giannis tied, mm. uh, is third at plus six fifty, and then John Morant is fourteen to one to win the award. So, if you, Chris Carino, if you had a, a bet for a guy to win MVP this season, who would it be? Of those three,
1: of those three, of those three. Ooh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I've always been of the ilk that you you can give it to Giannis every year. Mm. I mean, it's just. He's just not only is his his talent level is great, but the thing about Giannis is his durability, which you need as an MVP candidate, right? The guy is just, he's indestructible. And he always seems to add something every year. And I think when you look at last year, he, he, he didn't rest on his laurels as a champ winning that ring. He was in the gym all summer becoming a better free throw shooter, which was something... That he he probably added how many I don't know if he you know, I have to look back I don't know his numbers um, in terms of if his if his uh, scoring numbers were up at all much last year but it certainly seemed like free throw shooting was uh, an Achilles heel for him even in his MVP years and he went out and he became a good free throw shooter last year remember he got rid of the hole where he used to hold on to the ball for like thirteen seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually working quickly last year and he was making his threes and it became because he put the work in during the off season. So I'd be curious to see what does Giannis put the work in this summer? Because you know, it was something, and you know, he's going to improve in some aspect of his game. Um, and like I said, Lucas always, I think uh, a question mark to me because of his body and he, and he, you know, he's another guy that played this summer in, uh, you know, competitively an international game, which... You always watch out. Those guys that play all summer. Chris, we're up against um, the break here. I'm sorry yeah, to cut you off. They can, they can wear down a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah thank you so much for the time Thanks, and insight. Chris. Chris Carino, Radio Voice of the Brooklyn Next